It's now very common to hear people say, I'm rather offended by that, as if that gives them certain rights. It's actually nothing more than a whine. I find that offensive. It has no meaning. It has no purpose. It has no reason to be respected as a phrase. I'm offended by that. Well, so fucking what? Stephen Fry. Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Online, like you said, I'll, I'll say some shit and I'll get some, some mixed messages and I'll, uh, or uh, miscellaneous messages randomly and, and I'll forget to check them and I'll go back and I'll look at these messages that go into like a different folder on Facebook and I'll see them and I'm like, God, these people are really taking this seriously. Like, no, like you're not doing anything. Like, no, you know, I, I, and like you said, I'll go in there and I, I stand by my story and I've actually had my opinion changed by having conversations with people that will engage me on a, you know, because I like to think I'm pretty level-headed, although I'll get I'll get worked up. But when people yeah, are like, hey, can. this is why you should look at this and check this out and cite something. And and if they have a good point, I'm never closed off to learning new shit. Like, if you stop learning, you start dying. That's the way I look at it. And you can have you can have your opinion changed based on new information. And you know what? That's kind of good, right? Like, the you idea- should be able to process new information. Hey everyone, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to add a little disclaimer, and trust me, the irony of adding this in after that opening quote by Stephen Fry is not lost on me. Some of the content in this episode may be offensive to some listeners. You can always change the channel or hit stop. These spirited conversations are a big reason why I wanted to get into podcasting and why I have the podcast marked E for explicit, despite that adding roadblocks to growing the show. As always, I welcome your feedback. And so today I'm here with Kyle, another Yank who, you know, 15 years ago had spent some time in the comedy scene and uh, has been staying pretty current with it, pretty on top of things. And we were going to have a pretty good discussion on cancel culture today, I think, and how it applies to A, comedy, but B, also just all walks of life and how it affects kind of the common person. So how's it going, Kyle? Good, man. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, surviving after last night. Sounds like you are too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hanging on Got by it. a thread. Got a little squirrely. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It's the weekend. So, uh, yeah, how about you introduce yourself, kind of whatever you want to tell, whatever you want to talk about, and uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Well, yeah, like you said, uh, I'm a Yank, uh, born and raised in Minnesota. I uh, spent a little bit of time uh, kind of as a hobbyist in the comedy scene here in in the cities and, uh, you know, met a lot of people and and seen a lot of things change over the years, specifically the last uh, four or five, six six years, uh, you know, which kind of piqued my interest when I when I saw what you were talking about today I wanted to join in on the conversation and, and see if I could shed some light from uh, you know kind of a, a, a constitutionalist freedom of speech kind of guy and and uh, yeah I just uh, I, I just I just think everything's fucked up right now <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more with you man and I mean we don't have the constitution up in Canada I mean technically we don't have full free speech. But anyway, that's a different topic. But I completely agree. I kind of share the same views on everything. And so I figured, first off, for anybody who doesn't know what cancel culture is, I'll read out 
the definition from uh, Wikipedia, and then we can kind of go from there. So as defined by Wikipedia, cancel culture or call out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. And so I, I'm curious, because you didn't really mention this in your intro, and we don't have to go any farther into this, but you had spent time in the comedy scene, and now you're in, I mean, a fairly white collar position. And yes. I, I'm curious how those two worlds contrast and what, yeah, just, just your mindset on that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I work in, uh, let's just say the travel and tourism industry in a, in an office job in a monkey suit, uh, kind of, you know, like you said, white collar, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a blue collar hobby guy. You know, I like to build and stuff like that, but, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because comedy, you know, is like the ultimate um, public speaking forum, right? You take a, a, a dead quiet room after your intro, you get your initial claps, you know, your, your, your token claps for going up on stage and grabbing a mic, but then it's on you to kind of survive. And, and uh, you know, that's lent, lent its way to, you know, really being comfortable talking to anybody about anything. You know, if it's an old woman, I'll talk about Andy Griffith. If it's a young person, we'll talk about Kanye West. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of, uh, kind of a, you live and die by your own wit, if you will. And, yep. and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's been very instrumental in, in my ability to, you know, even interview with people. I, I just recently took a new job and, uh, they interviewed, well, they took 30 applications the first day that it was open. Cause obviously, you know, people in my industry are, most of them are unemployed and they interviewed 10 people and I got the job over some people that were more qualified. And when I, when I went on my first day, I said, why'd you guys pick me? And, the guy says, uh, well, we talked about everybody we interviewed, but when we talked about you, all we said was this guy didn't seem to care. He was in an interview. And you know, I, I, that's kind of the way it is. It's the kind of the George Costanza do the opposite of what you're thinking you should do. You know, it's act like you got a date and you'll get another date kind of a deal. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's an interesting, uh, you know, time period that we're living in and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun because I do really just talk to people all day, you know, it's my employees or my boss or, or customers. So, um, but you got to really be careful what you say now, you know, I, I, I was just talking or listening to somebody uh, that works with me, talk to a guest and, and uh, he said, uh, you know, how many keys do you want for your room as I'm walking by? And she said, no, it's just me. And he said, Oh, I'm sure you can make some friends. And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) careful. Like that's a slippery slope right there, buddy. Like, you know, that can go one of two ways. And thankfully it went the right way. She wasn't, well, she wasn't, didn't seem to be offended, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because I guess I'm kind of insulated by it a little bit being in trades and being on construction sites for the most part, because most people, at least up to this point that I've experienced, do not care about cancel culture. You know, sure. like you still get the same, the same trade jokes, the same trade lingo. I mean, I think, I think people probably self-police themselves a tiny bit, which, you know, I'm not saying it's all bad. Like I think that cancel culture started probably from a good intention, trying to trying to curb whatever hurtful stuff there is, but it's, it's obviously gone way overboard, especially when it starts to get into comedy, because I mean, comedy is supposed to be kind of cathartic and something you can just laugh at. Like you're supposed to make jokes about the obscene stuff and you're supposed to be able to laugh at it and recognize when there's a joke and when there isn't. And I thought, yeah, I figured you're probably the best person to talk about that because moving between white collar and the comedy scene, it's just, it's just so much different. 
and yeah, it is because, you know, you used to be able to make jokes about uh, anything, you know, and let's just say whatever, whatever you wanted to make a joke about eighties, nineties, and early two thousands, it was fair game. Now it's not, you know, and I, I'm watching, you know, I'm obviously friends with a lot of the comics from, you know, you just become connected through people and networking and stuff like that. And I watch what, what they talk about, you know, still being active in the seat. Well, not really active because everything's kind of closed, but they're, you know, they're very split between what they think that they should be able to talk about and what, what is considered lazy comedy, you know, the dirty poop fart jokes, you know, that's just lazy shock comedy when you start talking dirty and, and, you know, then you get into like rape jokes and should those be allowed? And it's like, boy, when you start telling people what they can and can't say, you know, you know, the comics are kind of the last stand against, you know, what's allowed. And, and when you start shutting them down, boy, you know, you give people, you know, too much ability to cancel you quite honestly. And, and you, you're constantly walking the, the line and it's, it's, it's quite scary, quite honestly. I agree. I mean, they're really the canary in the coal mine when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. if, like you know, you see what's happening. I mean, the biggest one that most recently was Bill Burr with, I think it was the Emmys or the Grammys or one of those award shows. Like, and he got lit up and he does not give he, he's two the fucks, best. right? He's the best yeah, when it comes to cancel culture, right? And, but yeah, I, I completely agree. And so what I figured we could roll into with, uh, with when it comes to comedy and just general life is does intent even matter because that's a lot of what the arguments are is you know how do you really judge the intent behind a joke like it was just to make people laugh how can you really take offense at something that was just intended to bring people joy make people smile whatever that may be and how do you that's what drives me the most nuts is when people get personally offended by something that wasn't ever directed at them it was just spoken out as a joke and then somebody says well that personally affects me so you know they should be canceled for how it made me feel it doesn't take into account the fact that maybe they should toughen up or you know grow an extra layer of skin or something because yeah or turn the fucking channel exactly you know you've got you've got 600 channels turn something else on you know like the the idea that you can just flat out ignore something Mm -hmm. does not exist in in some people's you know personality like they they have to take a stand on everything and it's most of the times it's not their fight you know they're they're offended on somebody else's behalf because they think that they're marginalized it's like just shut the fuck up (laughs) turn something else on go mow your yard do something oh man you're talking about the whole karen movement like that's that's completely yeah yeah, that's been 2015 to now that's that's (laughs) all it's been is karening all over the internet and yeah yeah i i completely agree (laughs) it's when when you're not even offended but you're taking offense for somebody else i mean Let's break, the, let's break that word down offended what does it really yeah. mean yeah nothing. It, nothing it means nothing at all it, it's it's that your feelings are hurt and you know what i told this to a, a person at work the other day and it's a kind of a nihilistic approach but your feelings don't matter yeah. like who do they matter to you okay what does that do nothing you're you're just sad big fucking deal get over it yeah. i mean that sounds pretty fucked up to say you know like you know, somebody's dog dies or whatever. Yeah, that's sad. And you cry and you mourn and stuff. But if somebody says something you don't like, okay, get over yourself, you know? Yeah. And where, where do you take that? Where do you take that personal responsibility for, you know, governing your own feelings? Like, okay, so <laughs> I'm hurt. So now, but why should that reflect back on you? Why should I cancel you just because of that? Like, it, I, I don't know. To me, it's that idea of personal responsibility and just being able to kind of own up or toughen up to certain things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, and like kind of the opening quote had had talked about from Stephen Fry there is that it, it doesn't actually mean anything. All it means is that you don't like what you're hearing. But again, it's up to you to turn the channel, talk to somebody else, do whatever you, you have to do. But we don't have to make this huge public spectacle of it and, and cancel somebody off of every single outlet that they have. Yeah. And, and here's here's something that I think about, you know, as I commute to work is that does that make them feel good to take somebody's life and completely fucking destroy it? Like you're, you're, you're closer to my age, but I grew up when you said some shit and it got passed around in school, but there was no written record of it. You know, you just moved on and thank God, but like these people are out for blood and, you know, you talked about how does this affect my, my day-to-day life? Well, homeless uh, is homelessness, I guess, is, is becoming a bigger, let's just say challenge in, in the area that I work. And, you know, we have to remove people from the place that they don't have business, right? Because we have right. other people doing business and, you know, it turns business off and right, wrong, or the other, it doesn't matter. That's the way we operate. And we're not a homeless shelter. We've mm-hmm. never been a homeless shelter. And I tell my people, I'm like, look, ask nicely. And if they give you any shit at all, call the police because two things will happen you'll either get attacked because one guy got attacked the other day physically. And I was like, that it ain't worth your life, dude. No, not at and, all. And, or you'll get a, a cell phone stuck in your face and that's a fate worse than death. Now yeah. you're a racist. Now you're viral because nobody sees the events leading up to any of these videos. They see the two minutes, 11 seconds of you being, a, you know, your emotions getting the best of you. And, and, you know, the fight or flight exists and people make the wrong decisions based on, you know, under pressure and, and, flat out fear you know and sometimes you say some stuff and boy you go viral you almost rather get shot and killed yeah i mean and it's not like any of us like everyday joe or whatever has you know is used to being filmed or being under pressure or anything like that you you go squirrely like right away like i i can't imagine being in that scenario you know if i have a confrontation at work or with a customer or something then all of a sudden they pull the cell phone out like i've tried to think about this scenario so many times and just turning it all off, walking away and just, just shutting up. Like that's what my, my plan would be. But yep. at the same time, who knows then if you've got, you know, the homeless guy or whatever, starting to yell at you too. So you're trying to deal with that and the camera. I completely agree. That's the biggest fear moving around in life nowadays. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to sound like, Oh, we're, you know, poor piddly old me, but it's amplified when you're a white guy right now, mm-hmm. it, you're, you, you go getting into a conversation with somebody that's not a white guy and you immediately are cast as a villain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get it. I, I get it. I've, I've been around. I've looked at history. I know what white guys have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but that puts you in a mindset that, boy, you really, you can't win. Once the cell phone comes out, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. stay away. Yeah. Yeah. You get uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, but zero, zero doubt. Like people don't really question your intentions. Like if you're a white guy in a situation, like you're automatically, you know, you've got, you've got no wiggle room there. You've got you really no benefit it. of the doubt. Exactly. Yeah. No benefit of the doubt. That's what yeah. I was looking for. You're right. You're, you're completely right. And so that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's something that I worry about with my kids moving forward too. you know, your sure. kids as well, but, but going back to even being in high school, like I graduated kind of just as the iPhone came out. So we didn't have access to all the social media apps either going through high school. We didn't, we weren't part of that iPhone generation. And that, again, I think that that saved me from a lot of things. Cause I mean, being a teenager going through high school, I was so happy that that stuff didn't get documented and 
digitally out there forever. I, I I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. God help these kids. They're, <laughs> I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be perfect. Yeah. Cause it's going to follow you forever. Somebody gets on Google and all of a sudden, Oh, you said the N word when you were nine denied. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. I was approved, but I got approved. <laughs> all it takes, yeah, all it takes is one Google search and that's it. You could you could end any prospects you've got in the future. Yeah. So so I wanted to read this other, well, it's just a, a tweet actually, but it says, uh, so kids in 1995, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Adults in 2021, words are literally violence. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the same people. It's the, I, it's I the, know. It's the, it's the, it's the, uh, I know grown up version. What the fuck have we done? I don't know. Yeah. 26 <laughs> years later, you're right. It's the same people. And that's yeah. now the view that we take. I, I completely agree. And the ones it's, it's like the, it's like the hippies from Woodstock grew up and now they're, you know, anti marijuana. It's like, well, no, you, no. you guys did LSD and all this shit. And you know, I had unprotected <laughs> sex in a field. And now you're telling me I can't roll one up with my buddy after a hockey game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't understand this at all. You're right. That the, the fact that those are the same people. And, but I wanted to ask here too, like, are we cheapening real violence by saying that words are included in that definition of violence? 100%. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. Like if, if, I, I, I say this jokingly, but the more time goes on, we need a new language. Like we've ruined damn near 60% of the words. You know, there's a connotation to everything now. Yeah. But like, if you were the victim of real violence that that changed your life or, or you were in war and you saw real violence and somebody said, you know, called you the F word and you, your whole life got turned upside, like, that's not the same. That's it's your not. feelings. Like it, you didn't get PTSD from getting called a name. Like I've been called names and, and I, I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, no. Okay. Whatever. I guess I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Cause you're a dick, you know, yeah. And yeah. You, you move on and you save some time by sticking away or staying away from people that are dildos. But yeah, they, they're absolutely devaluing real, real violence because like you said, let's, let's look at it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And now words are literally violence. Like either you don't know what violence is or you don't know what literally means. No, you know, <laughs> exactly. Something's one, wrong or the other. one or the other here. You're missing, you're missing something here. And <laughs> yes. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, like you said, we need a new language. I mean, other words get completely devalued too. And this is, this is again, not a subject that, you know, I'm an expert on or anything. Um, but even the idea of rape, like I've seen thrown around in different things. Like I was psychologically raped or something. Like, how are you sure. psychologically raped? You know, yeah. to me, that, that's a physical, a violent altercation, something that's horrible. It, it should never happen. I completely agree with that. But, but to cheapen that word by adding something in front of it or by saying that all these different things constitute as rape, I think is just devaluing the actual victims of rape. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. It, it makes me think of, I, I had a joke that I, I, I cuffed this joke back in 2007 or eight. It was just an open mic, you know, a non, a non-show show, just, you know, grinding it out in the comedy world mm -hmm. and it was right when sandusky and the penn state deal went down right <clears throat> and it was right around thanksgiving time and that's the point of or how i led into the joke but my joke was this thanksgiving what i'm most thankful for is that my college only raped me financially <laughs> and it killed i mean it, it was yeah, right it, it went it over won. as good as i could have hoped it did but would i say that now probably probably not you know and i'm a pretty fuck you kind of guy you know like yep but i i i walked the line even but like you said i mean psychologically raped what does that mean your feelings got hurt 
Exactly. Right? That there's nothing more than that. Like, let's get back to just, just own it. You're soft. The, yeah, the and country's we've, soft. And we've got words to describe that. You know, you Ooh. could be gaslit. You could be manipulated. You could be sure. anything like that. Like, those are words that'll accurately describe whatever may have happened to you. Yeah. Don't say you were psychologically raped because you cannot be psychologically raped. It's a violent physical action. Yes. And, yeah. and I think... I think it's laziness, but I also think it's playing to people's uh, emotions when they say that, because we've, we've, we didn't, we don't attach severity to some of those, you know, gaslit and, and, and then uh, what are the other words that manipulated uh, or manipulate? Yep. Right. Yep. It, and we don't, we don't give them that power, but rape has almost has that N word power now, right? Like there's a few words that have hit uh, an upper echelon that you don't even really say them because it's, it's like, you know, dropping a glass in a quiet church, you know, and it's just like, oh shit, somebody, what, what, you know, like, yeah, the record <sighs> skips. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly it, like... right. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's shitty. Yeah, it is. And so <laughs> all I, I could say, yeah, I mean, and that goes along with all different words too. You know, you can't, you can't just label anybody who's slightly right of you in the political spectrum as a Nazi anymore either, because there are right. real Nazis that should still be identified by that, by that word, but you can't just throw, you know, your neighbor who believes in the second amendment into that group of Nazis when, yeah. when there are real Nazis out there. Yeah. There, there are actually still practicing Nazis that exist. They fly the, the swastikas and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And they, you know, put the old four finger salute out there. Those are Nazis. Yeah. And here's the thought, like, shouldn't we be allowed to kill those fuckers? Like, Right. Like in, the war was fought to kill them. And if they're still running around, what's the what's the what's the judgment here? Do we can we kick their asses? What, are I, we, I feel are like at, at the very minimum, like public beatings should be should be necessary and, and allowed. Absolutely. Or or listen, they had the Nuremberg trials. Right. And they yep. they did a lot of shit with that. Some of it right. Some of it wrong. Yep. But if you're if you're a if you fall through the cracks and you're the you know, great grandson of the guy in the watchtower, uh, and you're still a Nazi, get in prison. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a, that's a, a movement that the whole world was involved in to eradicate. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, all that comes back to saying that, you know, terms like Nazi shouldn't be just thrown around like all willy nilly because we still need to kind of keep power in that word. Like you said, yeah. where, where some words just become buzzwords now where they kind of lose their actual meaning. Like we got to keep some of these words to their actual yeah. meaning so we can identify that shit in real life. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And, and the word like triggered and snowflake, oh. like it's There's, just laziness. Like it's just nothing. lazy. Somebody gets, somebody defends their argument and somebody just goes to, oh, you're a snowflake or you're whatever. It's like, well, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not, you know, right or left. I don't really care which side you're on. You should have the actual dialogue. Like, you know me, I troll, I troll like, I like to consider myself like a level three troll. Like I don't go for just, oh, I hope you kill yourself and shit like that. That's fucked up. Don't do that to people. Yeah, That's don't bullshit. Do that. I sh I, you should get your ass kicked for saying stuff like that, but I'll go in there and I'll mix it up. Right. Like I'll, I'll start some shit. You know, well, I like the fact that you stick around and you actually have conversations like it's like sure. a, a witty little, you know, you drop the line in the water, somebody bites and, and there we go. Right. Like, yep, that's what and I now like I'm about, replying too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like about your threads. I, I follow them every day. I mean, I tell you about that. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny because I'll see, you know, I'll see somebody and they'll be like, dude, what you know, I, I think I told you this. I get messages from people like private messages like, dude, 
you are the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Like you should kill like, and I'm like, and I read this and I'm, I, I consider myself a pretty thick skinned kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I mean, I've been, I've actually had my ass kicked a lot of times, like th- getting told you're a piece of shit, douchebag, dildo, dickhead, idiot, asshole, whatever like that. That's not the same as getting hit in the mouth like that. It that's different. Right. No. Like, I've had my ass kicked a bunch of times. Sometimes I do it to reset my outlook on life. Like I'll go mix it up with somebody <laughs> and I get hit in the mouth and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Don't do this shit anymore. And like, it's, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. It's almost like a, a therapeutic for me in a, in a way to, you know, to really, to really reset your, your outlook. But online, like you said, I'll, I'll say some shit and I'll get some, some mixed messages and I'll, uh, or uh, miscellaneous messages randomly and, and I'll forget to check them and I'll go back and I'll look at these messages that go into like a different folder on Facebook and I'll see them. And I'm like, God, these people are really taking this seriously. Like, no, like you're, you're, you're not doing anything like, no, you know, I, and, and like you said, I'll go in there and I, I stand by my story and I've actually had my opinion changed by having conversations with people that will engage me on a, uh, you know, cause I like to think I'm pretty level-headed, although mm-hmm. I'll get, I'll get worked up. But when people yeah, are like, Hey, can. this is why you should look at this and check this out and cite something. And, and if they have a good point, I'm never closed off to learning new shit. Like if you stop learning, you start dying. That's the way I look at it. And you can have, you can have your opinion changed based on new information. And you know what? That's kind of fucking good, right? Like you I should think- be able to process new information. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we're missing nowadays. And it's, it's honestly, it's the first sign that I look for. Like if I'm talking to anybody and I'm having a personal dialogue again, whether it be online or in person, if, if they're open to different ideas, I think that's the biggest key marker of intelligence. And it's the only thing, like, it's the only thing that makes having a conversation worthwhile. And the fact that you admit to having that, like, I, I believe it completely. I like to think I'm the same way. Like if somebody cites sources and they can change my mind, like I'm not rock solid on just about anything. Right. But I I think that's missing so much in society because people will just say snowflake, block, whatever, and then cut the dialogue off. People aren't actually talking to each other about these ideas anymore. Everybody's a bumper sticker. Like, exactly. It's that's it. Like you you say your little piece and then you run into the, you know, into the Internet and and look for allies. And it's like, no. And (laughs) there's a news story that came out here. I I get off. So you you're you're good at keeping us on track here. But. Uh, there was a <laughs> go for it. There was a news article that comes out, local news or whatever. And it, it was, I don't know, something inflammatory about vaccines or whatever. And and uh, one guy comments and he says, "Why do you guys even allow us to comment? Like, look at the dumpster fire that exists on all of these deals." And I was like, "You know, I like to throw my little like at you, so you know I'm on your side." And right, I said, right. Here, "Here's the deal, buddy. If we didn't have comments, how would you know who not to invite for the holidays?" Like, yeah. I nixed. 30%. You, I already know who I don't want around my kids. Racist yep. ass uncle. Kiss yep. my ass. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It's the wild west out there. It's true. It's a quick way to uh, weed through family members or friends or whatever. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's, it's bananas. Yeah. And so this can actually roll into the next topic that we were going to talk about. So as we were saying, like, what does taking offense mean? It's so it's claiming offense as a defense against a reasoned argument or discussion, which is kind of exactly what we're talking about. So I'm just going to read this quote by, uh, Uh, Thomas Sowell. So one of the painful signs of years of dumbed down education is how many people are unable to make a coherent argument. They can vent their emotions, question other people's motives, make bold assertions, repeat slogans, anything except reason, which is exactly what you said about people are essentially bumper stickers now. And it's so amazing. Like, 
okay, first off, it's incredibly frustrating, but you can tell almost immediately by somebody's opinion on say, I don't know, any given topic, let's say vaccines, you can tell their, their political leanings right off their opinion on something like that. Totally. It, it's crazy because it's like everybody just drinks the Kool-Aid on their side. And you have, if you're this, if you're this way of thinking, you're going to have beliefs A, B, and C. And if you're this way of thinking, you're going to have beliefs, you know, D, E, and F. And that's just yep. the way it is. It's, it's so frustrating to me because again, and then as soon as you see that different color or that different party that you, you align with, nobody talks to each other anymore. Right. Yeah. They've, they've labeled you and have moved on from even entertaining the idea that you might have a point. Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've typecast you. And, and what's funny is, is, you know, you say that. And first off, when was that quote written? Do you know uh, how old that is? I can look it up right now, but I don't I'm, I'm know. I'm curious. I mean, but so I like to consider, like, like I said the other day, I'm a libertarian, or at least like to consider myself a libertarian, but then I think that single ply toilet paper should be outlawed, right? Like, <laughs> right. That, I, why I, does that I'm, shit exist, right? I'm in, I'm on the same line of thinking as you when it comes to libertarianism. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's the hard line, which is, you know, the, the general basis of, of why you became you know, affiliated with one side or the other. Yeah. And then there's the, the blurry edges that I don't think exist really to, and let's just call it 70, 75 to 80% of the population. I like to think there's 20% of the population out there like us that, that can have, you know, thoughts on both sides of the aisle and, and, you know, even change your opinions and listen to the other side and have an informed discussion. And, and one of the things is like, like you said, immediately they take offense you're the enemy you're you know a, a dumb liberal a dumb liberal or a what is the other one a trump tard or yep. um like okay here's one my uncle shared this meme and and my thoughts on memes is that if they're not funny they're a detriment to society right because there's I'm with you. there's nothing to them other than just some inflammatory statement in you know it's like a it's like a haiku from hell, right? Yeah. And it's so, like adding LOL to the end of a sentence. Like, I don't really mean this. Ha ha ha. It's like, no, no, no. That that's You're just trying to camouflage this stupid statement as a meme to say, oh, well, it could be funny. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And so my uncle shared this. He, he's, for whatever reason, he's dick hard for Trump and, and he's never made a political post in his life. But over the last four years, all of a sudden he is the biggest Trump supporter. And like- Everybody's all, got an uncle like that. I've got an uncle yeah, like that. Doesn't make I, any sense. <laughs> You might be the uncle like that one day. Maybe. But like he's, he shares this stuff and like we all, you know, we all as a family, we, we acknowledge that it's happening, but nobody does anything. Like we just are like, let him be. He's sitting in a bar of, you know, a town of 300 people and it's all them same fucking mentalities and they're just getting liquored up and winding each other up. Right. Like we yep. just ignore it. But I started engaging on it. Like I'm just kind of tired of, of it. It's just, it's just rhetoric and propaganda, right? And it's not doing any good. And so it's like, at some point we have to check each other. And he, he yeah. shared this one the other day and it was a fucking Stalin quote. And it was a Stalin quote about, and, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like tied to like how the, the American people are thinking. And then the quote was from Stalin. And I said to him, I was like, are you really quoting Joseph fucking Stalin? As Do you a understand who right. Stalin is or what he stood for? And he, he responds. He's like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, perfect. Okay. Yeah. And he took it down. And I was yep. like, thank God. Like why, you know, like I'm sure the guy has some great leadership qualities, right? Like he got the power. <laughs> like I'm sure he's done something right. But yeah, the guy he... overall is a fucking genocidal maniac. 
Yep. And we shouldn't be acknowledging him as, you know, some prophetic, you know, philosopher. And so anyway, he shares one the other day and it says, uh, impeach Biden Harris and Biden is spelled B I E D N. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, how like you could put like a colorful background to your update, your status or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it looks like a meme, but it's not a meme. It's just your status with some colorful shit in the background. Right. It, it's that, but it's shared from somebody else. So he's sharing somebody else's misspelled me uh, status update. And I said, <laughs> it's spelled wrong. Yeah. If you're going to make that stupid post, at least clean it up. And he's like, yeah, I noticed it. And I was like, but you could retype that and share it as your own. <laughs> with, like, clean it up, you yes. dumbass. What are you doing? Like, you're so <laughs> obtuse that you're sharing mis Like, your credibility could not be any lower. Yeah. What are you doing? You're just making you're making the family look bad now, right? <laughs> I'm standing up for my own kids here. Come on, I'm thinking <laughs> of their futures. Yeah, like and, and you know what you what you went into is perfect. Like, I mean, the term snowflake gets thrown around from like quote the right side all the time, but yet completely turning a blind eye to the fact that they get so itchy and so trigger happy yeah. over nothing, like over this the the most benign stuff you could possibly think of and like i know i mean the one that comes up most frequently has been you know mr potato head or fictional characters it's like when you're when you're getting that upset about a plastic toy potato like really (laughs) who's the snowflake here let's let's pump the brakes a little bit right yeah it's it it is funny it's like the internet and 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 i you know i kind of tie this back to what i said a, a minute ago like these conversations don't exist in real life. Like I, I, nope. I think I've regaled you with a couple of my Home Depot stories, right? Like when I go to Home Depot and somebody cocks <laughs> off and I call them out. And my whole point is, is like, sometimes I think people forget they're not online when they're in real life and oh, they'll say especially... something and they, and they fucking cower. And, and like, most of the times I'm not trying to get into a dust up with you, but if you, t- you know, like the guy that was like, are you sure you should be parking in this parking spot? Fuck you. What? Like, you got business now. Like now you have to answer this. I, I've got follow-up questions. What's your problem? What do you want to do about it? I'm parked here. Yeah. yeah I'm a fucking veteran. I'm parking here, brother. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the guy just walks away. I'm like, don't forget, like there are consequences for your actions in real life. And that doesn't exist online. Like, like no. I always say, like you're flicking Cheetos off your chest, like just sitting in your basement, getting fat and stupid, eating your cheesy poofs. And, yep. and there's no consequences and there needs, and the, it's kind of hypocritical for what I'm going to say, but the consequences shouldn't be the end of your life. They should be getting your fucking ass kicked. You should get slapped in the mouth and then we move on. Well, exactly. And what you just said right there, we move on. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is you can take your licks and then you can kind of move on with your life, whatever that may be. And I completely agree with everything you just said. That's uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. And I think especially over this last year, people have really lost that kind of connection between real life and internet life sure yeah the fact that everybody's stuck inside a lot of people are out of work i mean i know you had said you were out of work for a long time like it really starts you do lose a few screws i think or at least oh yeah if you start to loosen off a little bit and uh you're right people need to realize the difference between internet life and real life i had a you know my my dad uh he sees the stuff i say online and and he he told me one time he's like you got to stop being so political and and it was political all over the place like mm-hmm. but mostly it was based on our our freedoms and what i what i perceive to be the loss of our freedoms but you know as i'm as i'm doing this stuff i'll, I'll be like okay yeah i probably should di- dial it back and say something you know a little more lighthearted or whatever but i got into a conversation with a guy that let's be honest he, he pissed me off he was talking about um this is right two, two months after i lost my job 
and 80% of my cohorts lost their jobs. And I was, I was, I wasn't feeling sorry for myself, but I was angry, right? Like I was, I was a little on edge, right? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Who could have predicted this? And this guy said, you should have picked a different career field. And I was like, whoa, brother, like who could fucking predict this? And I was like, and I said some shit like, dude, I would love for you to say that to my face. I would fuck your mouth. Like you (laughs) go fuck yourself in front of your father. Right. Right. And I said all this shit and I was heated and I woke up the next day and I remembered it. And I was like, I'm better than that. And I went on this, the the same thread. And I was like, dude, I'm not deleting my comment. I'm going to say that. I'm sorry for saying what I said. I shouldn't have said it. I'm better than that. This is, I was aggravated. I, you caught me at a bad moment. And the guy was like, dude, that is fucking awesome. Like we can actually have a conversation. And, 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 you know, it, it was one of those things where like, I felt, you know, yeah, dude, I hold my, myself to a higher standard than that. And I felt like eating a little crow on that one. And he was receptive to it. So that made me feel a little better. But, you know, then I explained to him like, look, dude, how could we predict this? Like yeah. you look at the finance, I've been through the financial collapse of, of 08, 09, which crippled my industry again. Uh, I wasn't around in 2001 when, you know, where were you? But, um, right. you know, so it you can't really predict that. But, you know, I think it's I think it's important to, you know, own up to your because we all fuck up, right? Like, well, and that's we, again is yeah. is missing nowadays. Like that's missing. People don't ever walk back. All they'll do is they'll delete their comment, and then that's it. Mm. Like that'll be the end of the discussion, right? I think. Yep. I think that being self reflective like that and being kind of openly intellectually honest about what you're going through that's the only sure. way you're going to kind of build up that uh, those type of discussions or even allow for them to happen. You got to lay that groundwork. Like you've got to be able to walk back your own comments if you go over the line a bit. Yeah, absolutely. But going back to your potato head. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is funny to watch now. This is, oh, you know, yes. it, it, it's just, you can't make it up. And, and I, I, I don't even know where I fall on the potato head thing. You know, like yeah. I, I, I never gave it any, any thought other than it's just the name, like, you know, uh, Mr. Coffee, like, are we going to go back and change that to, you know, coffee, I don't know. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee. Yeah. Just coffee. Like, yeah. Just coffee. Yeah. Human, uh, robot coffee. I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> like, you're right. People get so aggro. you know, I love saying aggro, like it's just mm-hmm. funny to me, but you know, they get so just dug in and, and, and they're ready to just, and then you start seeing like, and, and I think Dr. Seuss may or may not be in this conversation too, but if, and, and that's a, that's a different one. That one immediately, I was like, yeah, fuck this. Like I read, I went and downloaded those three books and went and looked through to see what I saw as the reasoning for them uh, pulling them. Right. Or canceling right, them. Right. I, I had the same initial reaction too. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And also with the potato head thing, I mean, I think it's stupid as well. I just don't think it's worth losing my mind and, you know, right. dedicating any amount of thought to, to me, but I, yeah, I, sorry, sorry. Go ahead with Dr. Seuss. With the Dr. Seuss deal, you know, everybody immediately went to, oh, they're canceling it now. Okay. Yep. Okay. The, the publishers are canceling, but it's the owners of the, the, the intellectual rights to those books that are saying we're better than this. Now we're not going to produce this. And it was like a Chinaman with chopsticks was one of the lines in the book, right? Like it was uh, on Mulberry street, I think was the book. And, and that was the only bit in there and i thought to myself i was like well they could rewrite that yeah but then i was like well do you rewrite it or do you just stop printing it like and i don't know what the answer is personally 
goes back to my first, my first thought, because I've got a bunch of Dr. Seuss books and I read them to my kids and hop on pop. And, you know, that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I just don't, if I, if I didn't like it, I just wouldn't read that book or I wouldn't, you know, patronize that restaurant or, or whatever, you know, I, it just boggles me that like a, a plate and I'm, I'm all over the place, buddy. No, no, no. I, I, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right on the point though. I, I completely agree with you. And I, I think there is a real clear distinction to make when they weren't technically canceled. Like everybody, I mean, right. you, you had the perfect term for it, but I think it was headline culture. You said, mm-hmm. and that's, that's completely perfect. Like people read this headline, like Dr. Seuss canceled. It's like, and that was my initial reaction too. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about here? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking green eggs and ham. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. how can you do this? And so anyway, but yeah, looking into it further, I mean, you realize that it was, they pulled their books voluntarily. I mean, right. having libertarian leanings, I mean, I think it should be that company's prerogative to pull what they think, you know, if they don't think it lines up with their image nowadays, whatever. Again, like, yeah, the headline sounds crazy. Like, you know, we've got right. all this stuff going on in culture and media, the stuff that comes out nowadays, and yet we're canceling Dr. Seuss. But I don't think enough people actually read past the headline, which is what you were getting back to yeah. with the headline culture idea. I don't think people actually look into anything. It's, it's, it's very rare. Like you'll go into an article and and headline culture, I think is, is as detrimental to our society as anything else, because if, if we're not even going to give it any amount of research, we're just going to make our judgment and then just pass that off as truth. Like, no, you have to, you have to do a little bit of the legwork. And, and my, again, my view changed when I started reading, I said, well, that's their right to pull that. Right. Like there was a Bugs Bunny episode that was pulled I don't know, 20 years ago and, or Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, one of those, you know, Mary Melodies type deals. And it was um, because they had uh, a big tooth. The term they used was Oriental. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. super not appropriate. Right. But they pulled that episode. And like, if you looked at it now and you were of Asian descent, I could see where they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. uh, what's that all about? Like, that's not how we, you know, yeah. but then on the other side, it's like, well, turn the channel. Like at some point, there, there, there's a line to be drawn. And, and I don't know where that line is because I'm not a marginalized human. I'm just no. a, I'm just a white male age, 18 to 45 trying to do my thing, you know? And, and so I don't know, but you know, you look at it and you see all these, all these different examples of it and, and they lump them all together. And it's like, you know, some of them, some of them should be changed. Some of them should not be aired anymore, you know, cause you got to think of what are we teaching our kids and how are we going to develop that next generation that's but on exactly the, it on the same on the other side of that is like if you cancel everything based off of today's standards in 20 years everything we're doing now is going to be offensive that's exactly it look at shit from 2000 2005 like the, the show cheers super rapey ted danson is just <laughs> accosting these two women for 11 seasons right like yeah. they wouldn't make that show today, but like in the times that was acceptable by society. And that's what you have to look at is like, did society as a whole accept it? And maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. You know, there were words and things in people's vernacular that were acceptable then. And then they changed them and we've moved forward. And, you know, I just, it's like on a long enough timeline, the, the life of expectancy of everything 
becoming offensive is a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I agree. And you like, what, what is the point in going back and kind of washing history or cleaning it all up like that? Like, isn't, isn't it good to kind of have a historical record of your growth? Like, I don't know about you, but for me personally with this podcast, like every once in a while, I'll listen back to the first episode. If I'm feeling shitty or something and be like, ah, man, I suck at this. I'll listen back. And it's like, nice to see. (laughs) And want to feel shittier. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's like this. It's nice to see that progression. And I think, I think as far as society, goes to it's the same reason why I I hold history in such high regard why I think people should be more learned on all that stuff you know it applies a lot to what we're dealing with today but if you start cleaning it up washing it up it's what do we have to learn from you've got to be able to look back yeah and also oh sorry go ahead oh nope you go ahead okay I was also going to say and in context with like the Looney Tunes episode with the you know big tooth oriental that they had like i I you're gonna get canceled for that i know i you can't see i was doing air quotes but anyway quoted it but but yeah like i i do agree that you know some of that stuff would should be canceled i mean it's all about context right if you have a a child show that's portraying this i think that that's that's kind of one avenue that we probably should clean up a little bit because it's it's for kids you know right you you don't want to impress imprint that onto them but then if you have it in a adults comedy show like that should be where it's like all right just turn turn the channel like this is something that a lot of people will find funny i don't think you necessarily need to cancel it i don't think it's causing racist tendencies in any of the viewers i think if you've got that you've got that but it's not going to influence people as as adults watching comedy sure yeah and, and you know i think Pe- pepe Le Pew was the latest uh, victim Oh, you yeah. know this what is he, he he was a skunk chasing a cat around or something and like dave Chappelle, you just you know gotta go take the pussy like pepe but <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. you know like it, it makes me think like you know the the little boys in the schoolyard like if they like a girl they go throw rock at her hit her smack her do something like that like is that is that because that generation growing up like we watched those shows like and you know we burned ants with magnifying glasses and stuff like that and did dumb shit. And I don't know that it was directly related or caused by, but then it's like, you know, if it is, and they're watching power Rangers, I don't want my kids running around in green and pink and purple spandex. I don't want them to think that's acceptable. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, yeah. I I think it's tough to draw that line, you know, where, because I I'm all for, you know, trying to keep kids open-minded learning. Like, I don't want to, I mean, I, I try to say this with my kids all the time. Like I try to keep them open-minded and questioning. That's what I want them to have. I want, I want them to have that quality mm-hmm. and I want them to question whatever they run into in life. I think it's just, it's intellectually honest, but uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's funny. It's funny what they choose to cancel, right? Like <clears throat> I, I always go back to, so I'm a big South Park fan. I think that they nail the, the current event, uh, pop culture just every time they they come up with a, a viewpoint of it that I think sometimes I don't agree with but then I look at it I'm like wow they got a point totally. there and I can see their side of it but like they've been actively trying to get canceled for like four seasons like they're trying to make cancel South Park trend they won't cancel them and the, I think it was Trey Parker was like we're trying to get us ourselves canceled why won't you cancel us like they keep just giving us money and it's like they're trying to be a victim and because like I think they're tired of doing it or whatever, but like, like when you own it, like, like Eminem and eight mile, like he took all the power from you by saying all the shit you should say yeah. about him and his crew and you got nothing. Right. And now they're trying to cancel Eminem. Well, they've done this like four or five times. It's like, if you've ever listened to Eminem and I'm a huge Eminem fan, Same. he, he doesn't give a shit what you think. 
He had, he had presidents coming you. after him. What, what do you think your your seventeen year old ass on TikTok is going to do? He, yeah, you're offended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, he had President Bush coming after him, and your seventeen year old making TikTok videos. Good luck. Yeah, good he, luck. Listen to listen to I am. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Good luck with that one. And yeah, so sorry. Back on topic here. So are we, you know, claiming offense and you know not having an actual reasoned argument like are we just too stupid to actually discuss a lot of these things like is that why people try to shut down the speaker or throw out terms of snowflake or you know whatever the case may be is do we just are we not capable of really having these conversations in general i don't know if it's if it's that we're not capable or yeah. that it's a tribalistic um you know affiliation that we we are married to and and or we're just flat out too lazy I, I honestly don't know what I think it is, but I think it's it's bad, obviously. Um, but I think I think when you look at it, I think that people are just so unwilling to admit that they were duped. Mm-hmm. And yes. you know, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy guy. I, I like a good conspiracy as much as the next guy. And I would love somebody to change my viewpoints on some of these things that I <clears throat> that I believe that I truly believe after doing you know many many hours of research and, and this and that. And, you know, I, I don't think that people have that ability to admit wrongdoing and, yeah. and have a little bit of, of personal accountability. I, I just, I don't think that that's a trait that we've successfully passed down from generation to generation. And, and, you know, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it, but yeah, it's, it's fucked. That's my view too. Yeah. That's my view, especially with the way everything is online now. And that's, primarily our uh, our source for interaction like it's you know i really do think going back to what you'd said before i really do think it requires a few people getting punched in the mouth like to to really kind of reset and think like oh man that was stupid like maybe i do need to change my view on that because there is none of that anymore and i'm right. not i'm not advocating violence i'm just saying that, that you, know, <laughs> you are yeah, there we go, <laughs> there we go. But, i'm advocating violence but i completely agree i think that there's people need to realize there's consequences for their action i think once you kind of those consequences literally hit you in the face, you're going to kind of readjust and understand kind of where that other person was coming from. I think it's just, it's just a natural tendency. Yeah. And you know, somebody might pick that I'm, I'm advocating violence sentence out of there, but what I'm really, what I'm really saying is, is that those consequences shouldn't be, they shouldn't be life changing. Right. And, And sometimes getting punched in the mouth, you know, you fall and hit your head on a cement block and and now you're dead or brain dead. You know, that could be life changing, but like the consequences that we've attached to these things are so extreme. Yeah. Like I would much rather get hit by a car than get canceled. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, but I also think that there's, there's a certain safety and anonymity and, and people get a little bit too comfortable being able to say what they want and then shutting it off. My dad used to always say, so he's, you know, he's obviously a, a boomer and, you know, just picked up email like 15 years ago. And he said, what the hell is this email all about? I've never needed it. Don't want it. Don't give a shit about it. And he's like, and all it seems like is somebody just saying, here, listen to me. And then I walk away. Like, there's no dialogue, you know, and he's like with his classmates from like his small town, small school that he went to. So they all knew each other and whatever. But like, it, it, that's pretty, pretty much it. Like, you just say your piece and then see you, <laughs> you know, just I'm out now. It's like, uh, okay. All right. And good, then, good yeah, talk. yeah, exactly. Then if you, if you change your mind or anything, you just delete it and then there we go. But it, yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. I, I don't understand it. So we have this next 
<laughs> this next uh, topic in the talk. So pure stupidity. So <laughs> one thing that that's not what that says. Read yeah, that. It says pure fucking <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> and then says looking forward to this section. So so recently the British Columbia government, which is where I live, uh, obviously in Canada, the West Coast. So they've been spending taxpayers money to remove gendered language from 70 of our laws and regulations. Those are here we go. Those are he, she, mother, father, husband, wife, etc. And they vow to continue to remove another 3,400 more, air quote, divisive terms of the like. This is crazy to me, especially in the middle of a pandemic when people were literally printing money. Nobody's got the cash to pay more taxes. So why are we spending this tax money changing <laughs> changing the terms within laws? Like, I, this literally blows my mind. Yeah, this is a... This is a... <clears throat> This is a debacle. Yeah, this is this is peak Canadian politics right now, by the way. I don't think that that's even, uh, you know, I think that there's a, a, a pile of countries that have too much money, apparently. Um, and, I, and I air quote that because obviously, you know, we're living on credit here in the States. But um, it's virtue signaling. Like, exactly. there's, there's nothing to it. Like, yep. you're doing nothing. Like, and, and that's a thread that I got going on here on one of these hockey pages. You know, I like... <laughs> If you ever heard of Anthony Jeselnik, like this guy is beautiful. Like, I love Anthony Jeselnik. They they canceled his show because he wouldn't publicly apologize for something. He, anyway, um, this what does this do? Taking taking, I think I wrote there. We quite literally are going to need a new new language because yep. all of and I don't know what the uh, is it an adverb verb adjective whatever. Um, he she mother father husband wife what what does taking those out do now we're just a bunch of uh person a person b it's yeah it, but then but then then you've got to change that now because that's a specified uh category i know right? what if you're trans species what if you don't don't <laughs> what if you don't identify as a person <laughs> right we're, we're gonna yeah. rewrite this again in five years i promise yeah it, yeah you you label it uh label anybody with a dick uh I don't know, John Malkovich. Just yeah. now we're yeah. all Malkovich, right? We're all Malkovich. Everybody's Malkovich. <laughs> but then everybody that's not is ah, Martha Stewart. Yeah. Okay, so Malkovich, Martha Stewart, Malkovich. Da, 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 da. Now we got to change those again because those divide people. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Like you're, you're, you're a category. Like you are born into a category. And, and I didn't make up the rules, no. but science is saying there are differences in people yeah. and science is something we should really take a look at and not just, these are, these are emotion. This is an emotional response to something that quite honestly doesn't matter. Yep. Well, remember right? like, uh, like what's coming in equitablemath.org, like science is subjective. We don't have to find a right answer. We don't have to have a, <laughs> a right reason for anything. It's all subjective now. So who cares? There is no such it thing is. as science. It, yeah. Uh, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know what taking, he or she or or calling people they i don't know what that does like yeah. and and i have no problem if if that's how an individual wants to you know um be identified or be called by like in a in a personal one-on-one sure. -on -one conversation sure sure but when it comes to laws and our regulations like that stuff should stay where it's scientifically accurate where it's you know it it explains the proper relationship so that you know kind of where you fall into in any of those guidelines Totally. We had, we have not quite the same, but uh, we had a, a lake, uh, a very popular lake in the cities here changed uh, names because it was uh, 
the guy was a maybe a slaveholder or a slave owner, I should say, slaveholder, like a, like a fucking stockbroker. Right. Um, he owned some slaves or was a racist. I don't remember. Nobody knew who the fuck he was until somebody brought it to attention. And now we've changed the the name of this lake to uh, it's it's like Badi Makaska or something. Like, I I don't think I'm pronouncing it right. I don't think anybody pronounces it right. But like, yep. I just said like just say it was named after Rory Calhoun, that cowboy singer guy from back in 1945. Like, he was, how racist was he? Just change who it's after. Like, I, I just, I, I, like, I'm with you. I, if you want me to call you Rory B. Bellows and your name is Tina Fey, I don't give a shit. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. Exactly. You know, your name is Nicholas and you want to go by Nick, I'll call you Nick. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if I like you, I'm going to n- give you a new nickname anyway. Mm-hmm. That's not got nothing to do with it. And, I don't know. But again, I, I can't speak from a, a, a point of the LGBTQ T plus uh, T. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I apologize if I get that wrong. I don't intentionally make that call, but I, I, I don't speak from that side of things. But I also do think that it's funny that that snake's eating its tail now because I know Oh, there's a whole nother conversation. There, Zach. That, that's a whole nother conversation, but I, I completely <laughs> agree. It, <clears throat> It, it doesn't end it until it starts devouring itself. I completely agree. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that's kind of my same view on it. I have no problem personally, whatever it is. But when it comes to guidelines and regulations that kind of determine the direction of a society or a province, you know, you're, you're determining laws like we got to get that right. You got to just kind of keep that in line with science. Like society yep. can move wherever it wants. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, let's keep it pretty black and white, in my opinion. I agree. And in, in, in the labels that we've given to things, I don't think, you know, he, she, they, whatever. I don't think that those were ever meant to divide. They were there to classify so yeah. that science and things can be tracked, traced, studied, uh, you know, progress can be made. Like, that's the point of like, if everybody's just a, or, or just everybody's human, how yeah. do you have any you know, because there are diseases and things that affect different people and different races in different ways. Like, how dare you? How dare I? Right? Like, it's just a, a scientific fact. It's not my fact. It's science saying that. So I'm just gonna go based off of the research that I've seen. Scientists that are much smarter than I'll ever be mm-hmm. and spend their whole lives doing it. You need to be able to classify for you know, there's reasons for it. Exactly. It's not necessarily just to make you feel like shit. No, I don't know. It's, it's a wild fucking world, man. We're just living in it. You know, I'm not offended that my wife doesn't have to worry about prostate cancer, but I do, you know, (laughs) that's, it's just a reality of life. And it comes down to my, you know, the sex that I was born And you won't get breast breast cancer, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. More than likely not. I mean, I don't know. I've been eating a few donuts. So the titties are are growing a little bit, but hopefully not to the point of breast cancer. Uh, Anyway, so the the next next topic that we had, and I think that this, this was a little bit of headline culture too, but it was interesting that, you know, Columbia University voluntarily had all these different graduations lined up. Like they were also, from what I've read, they were having the general graduation, but then to have these voluntary different little graduations, like I understand wanting to honor people's heritages. And so having those specific ceremonies for people, but at the same time, you're, you know, when you look at it, like that's walking a fine line between, you know, bringing back segregation and then acknowledging people's different cultures and heritages. Like that's, I yeah, don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it's a slippery slope, right? It I is. think, I think, you know, when I look at that and I tried to do some research on this to see what, what the point of it was. And it was, it was, 
aimed at making students feel more comfortable with like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say like creatures, right? Like we, right. we, but here's, here's, here's something that I've always thought, and, and I'm sure this is offensive as shit to somebody, <laughs> Where we but, go. but the point of it is have a counterpoint and tell me why I'm so fucking stupid in more words, right? Mm-hmm. If you took a black guy, a white guy, an Asian guy, a Mexican, Hispanic, I guess, and you stuck them in a gymnasium and there was, there was that, that was, there was those four groups and there was 10 of each all in different corners and you walked in, where would you go? Mm-hmm. You would go to where the white guys are, right? Mm-hmm. The black guy's going to walk in and just go to where the black guys are. The Hispanic guy's going to do the same thing. So will the Asian just, just by pure instinct, that's where they're going to go. I do. Right? I do think you're right. Especially if it's not laid out, like it's, you know, then I, then I tend to think like if you had different, if you had like a different workstation set up, like, let's say you've got, I don't know. I'm trying to relate this back to kids. Like if you had a, had a playground that had all construction toys and then you had a, a, a playground that had all doctor's toys and stuff. You're right. Like when it comes, but you're right. If you have nothing else laid out and it's just by race just looking, yep. Just looking at what like prison prison's perfect. Yeah. You, you're they right. Do, they, and when, when you talk about prison, it is hard to make an argument against that. Yeah. And, and I think that the difference here is that, and this is a, a valid, you know, this is me point counterpoint in my own head as I drive around the town, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that the point is that if it's an option and everything is optional and it's not pushed on by the system, right? Because we know mm-hmm. the system is not fairly balanced. We know that. That, right. is, that is a fucking fact. And if you think it is, you're, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Yeah. But prove me wrong. Um, so if it's an option... And you have the choice to be where you're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Because I'll tell you, when, you know, the, the parts of New York, little China, little Italy, little whatever, those are people that want to be by their own people. Right. Right. That's their choice. And we don't say shit about it. No. We, we don't force them to break up and go live in the burbs with, you know, the, the wine, the wine o white woman from, you know, Karen, yeah. who's going to go get her money back at Cracker Barrel. Right. 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 Like, we just accept that people go to where they're most comfortable. And a lot of times people are most comfortable with people that look like them, talk like them, you know, and eat the same things as they do. And, and it's, it's okay. So I don't know. I, it, it, it's, it's weird, but I, I can, I can understand it, but if it's virtual, what's the difference? I agree with that too. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think they are all virtual, which, which really it, it's just what you were talking about again, virtue signaling, but I, yeah, it's it's a tough argument to have because I think this was kind of pushed as headline culture saying that they're segregating sure. all these things when in reality they aren't. These are optional. They're on top of the um, general graduation ceremony. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird when when this stuff is viewed as extremely progressive, whereas 50 years ago, 60 years ago, we would have said, whoa, 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 this is the yeah. exact stuff we're fighting. So it's kind of... They've- it, they, they had odd. a whole movement against it. Exactly. Right. A, a successful movement. And then this, <laughs> and this we're, you know, this sometimes feels like, all right, are we, are we trying to go back in time? I, I don't understand it. So, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's what, what strikes me as odd about this is that it's like, what, what is the point of it? Because yeah. you went to school all together. Yes. Right. So, so do you like, if, yeah. If you look at the list, it's native graduation, lavender graduation, Asian graduation, 
FLI graduation, which is first generation or low income for those of you that don't know, which was me, mm -hmm. uh, Latin X. So Latinos, Latinas, uh, and black graduation. Like, <laughs> and that's what it's titled as too. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's black what it says. Graduation. Like that to me is more two steps back than, you know, like, I agree. Do, do you want to identify just with your specific whatever category you align with in this? Or do you want to identify as a group of people who went through something together? Like, you, right. I don't know. I think there's more power in that and saying like, you know, oh, I'm class of 2021, not, oh, well, I was part of the black graduation class of 2021. Like, it's stronger. Sure. It brings yeah. people together. That's just my two cents. But yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know. I quite honestly don't know what the point of it is. Yeah. But, you know, especially and maybe they're doing it online because if they did it in person and you, and you, somebody that didn't know what was going on and looked at it was like, why are they doing a black graduation and a native graduation and an Asian graduate? Like, yeah, the optics, that, the optics would yeah, be right. pretty far off. <laughs> pretty yeah. off. I don't see a white graduation in there. That's kind of odd. <laughs> well, no, no, that's just part of the general graduation. That, that's but, just graduation. Gotcha. Yeah. So that, that's offensive. Uh, <laughs> So speaking of offensive, borderline racist stuff, I don't know if we need to get into this because it was actually a while ago now, but the whole Bill Burr and then his wife, Nia Renee Hill, like just the kind of stuff that exploded over his Grammys or Emmys. I can't forget. I can't remember what, what award show it was, but his set. And then, yeah, I don't know if you want to get into this or not. We could, but. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's to me, and I did some research on this, mm -hmm. you know, to, to tell a, to tell somebody that they're racist when they have married a, a black woman uh, is, is to me, that's the mental gymnastics. It is. And I think, I think the, the, when I started looking into the guy, Claiborne Griffin is his name. He's a Republican politician from New Mexico. So that just all doesn't add up right off the top. Right, right when I look at him, I go, okay. But it seems to me that like politicians, they, they pick these weird hills to get their names out on, right? Mm -hmm. Like th that's what this strikes me as, is that this guy's trying to make a name for himself as being some, you know, captain save a hoe for some people that don't need it. Right. Yeah. That's probably not the right description. But, it, 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 but everybody knows exactly what you're talking about when you right. say it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what, what, you know, cause like, let's look at it. When you, when you posted this, it had 41, uh, 41,000, is it 41? Yeah, 41.3 thousand yeah. uh, likes and a bunch of retweets, a couple 5,000 of those. Mm. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like you're, first off, you're going against Bill Burr, who, who is like the comedic version of Eminem. He doesn't give a shit what you think. He, Not at all. He doesn't give a fuck. You can't cancel him. No. So I don't, I don't really know what, what the point of it is, but it's, it's just like, you know, and, and I love the the response from this this black woman Nia. Renee oh, that Hill. that's his wife. That's Bill Burr's wife. Oh, that's his <laughs> wife. That's his wife. Just, oh, that's, that's just, even better. So we'll read oh. his quote, and then what she said. So his his quote, and I I also what I was looking at is now he's transitioned oh, to a blocker or a, a blogger. Sorry, not blocker. <laughs> although probably a blocker. There's a Freudian yeah, slip, but yeah, so yeah. so he says. Well, I'm not suggesting Bill Burr is a racist. A white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. So you shouldn't assume someone isn't racist just because they and this is his words just because they own a minority sex servant which right Ooh. there is like boom Ooh. anyway then they may very well have one because they're racist and so what like sorry the mental gymnastics here he's referring to bill burr's wife 
as a minority sex servant and saying yeah. that she can't speak up for herself. She needs me to speak for her and she needs me to be her white knight. And and so anyway, her response to that was <laughs> just bitch, bitch, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> perfect. I wanted to take that one. I just oh, wanted to say go, those go, words. Yeah, she that's and that's the perfect the perfect response to it, because she's just like Bill Burr. I mean, this stuff's going to bounce off her. She doesn't care. Like, but but to be <laughs> to actually I, I've ch- it's crazy. I've changed. I've changed my my opinion of this because I didn't realize I, I guess when I read it, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. They own a minority sex servant. Okay, that ties into the Republican part of his uh, Republican from New, New Mexico portion. Mm-hmm. You know how those the guys that are most anti-gay end up being gay? Always. Right? Always. That's what this screams to me. That I completely this, agree with you. This guy's covering some shit up. Yep. And and these are his these are his thoughts on on how black women should be treated or yeah, uh, that's his words, man. I that, you you said it, motherfucker. And 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 I mean, even reading it, it's like, are you serious? Like you type yeah. this up, you put this out into the Twitter sphere, into yeah. social discourse, and you thought this was a good progressive <laughs> statement to make. And it's like, oh, boom. yeah. This this goes back to that Roger meme that I post on everything from yeah. from absolutely (laughs) you stupid bitch exactly (laughs) why would you say that it's that that's bold i i I give it that's 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 a bold move cotton it's certainly bold um (laughs) i don't know man so that that to me like that's just that just i don't know what else to say about that like that that kind of sums up a lot of this movement to me in a nutshell like you were saying people trying to fall on somebody else's sword somebody they're trying to pick up this movement when i don't know like obviously nia renee hill bill burr's wife does not need somebody to stand up for her and she's very capable of standing up for herself but this guy's just trying to trying to claim that he needs her and that somehow he's saving her from a sex slavery it it it's crazy oh, to me. He he's he's doubling down on his own racism. Yeah, that's what like, I, that's, that's what I that, got from it too. And I'm just guessing. Uh, this is just a hunch that whatever his constituent base is has become more uh, predominantly black, and he needs some black votes. That's usually what these politicians do. They're a greasy bunch. They are a greasy, filthy bunch of fucking cockroaches, and that's what they do. They they pick pick some shit that doesn't matter and then try to get some votes out of it by, by uh, acting like they're doing some noble deed here. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that, that's, that guy sounds like a piece of shit. He sounds like a politician. (laughs) He's going to do well. Yeah. Fucker. (laughs) So the next thing we can talk about here, and I think you did a little bit more digging on the equitable, equitable math.org than I had done because I had read a few pages and then I got four kids, so, you know, I, I can only research so far. But it's, yeah. in, it's interesting what you had said here, how, you know, they do, they're not trying to redo math equations, but they are trying to make them more relatable to students of color. And that is something that, you know, I'm, I'm all for. I think, I think that, I think there's such a fine line when it comes to anything like that, especially to me, math, just because, you know, I'm in, I'm in trades, my, um, my line of work relies specifically on physics. I mean, same with when it comes to building houses, all that engineering, everything's got to got to work within its parameters. It's got to be able to support its weight, take its, you know, amperage, as I talked about in a, a previous yep. episode regarding electricity. So it's tough because at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a hard time when they, they talk about, you know, the the idea of a right answer is a colonial white way of thinking. 
And yeah. to, to me, that's, that's really dangerous when you're starting to say that, you know, the correct answer in math doesn't matter, but, but you did do a little bit more reading. So I I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Well, the, the, something that should be known about math is that it's the, it's a universal language, right? Like it, uh, exactly. it unites everybody. It has rules mm. and you've got to be like a level 50 genius to solve. Like there's a few problems out there that exist that have never been solved. I don't know what they are. I couldn't even explain them, but they exist. So people spend their whole lives trying to find those answers, right? Like, exactly. so, so math has is a set of rules that you have to work within, right? There's number relationships and, and things like that, that are way beyond me. Um, but what, what, what I've got out of this is that they're trying to make it uh, math more relatable. And I don't know, like I did a lot, of, probably more research on this specific topic and I still don't know what their point is other than yeah. putting uh, a black, co- like they want, they want things that are fami- fam- familiar to uh, minority students so that when they see math, they can relate it to their life. And right. I don't know how you do that quite honestly, without amplifying stereotype. Right. I completely agree with that. Just as well. think about that. Like if you, if you have to make something, there's a slippery slope there. Now you're saying like, and I don't know. I mean, there's, you, we all know what the stereotypes are, right? Like, so if you're saying, okay, you have, oh, yeah, to there's, make, there's certain things that you don't even want to want to say. Right. Yeah. And, and, and their, their point yeah. is almost like the snake eating its tail. Like they're kind of telling us that these minority, you're, if you're a minority student, you're poor and you're, you know, downtrodden. And it's like, well, yeah, no, there are very successful African-Americans all over the world. Like, you know, like if, if you're going based off of percentages wise, yeah, I could, okay, I get you. But what you're doing is perpetuating the stereotype moving forward in a fact based, no frills environment. I agree. And like, yeah. And like what we had discussed before, I mean, this isn't ignoring the fact that there are systemic issues in place, stuff like red line laws, like that exists. We're not taking away from that, but the idea of, again, trying to perpetuate those stereotypes and, to me, again, it was <clears throat> the statement that really got to me is the fact that at the very their very opening statement is about how, you know, the the, the search for the right or correct answer is is a is um, a product of colonialism. And to me, that's that's crazy to me. Like I I have the same view as you. You know, numbers are pretty universal. They're a real universal language. That's how we can all kind of connect. There's it it weeds out all that stuff. All it matters about is the numbers. And so to to try to throw racism into, you know, science, technology, education, and math, or like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. or engineering and math. Sorry, it it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. Like, no. and and I think, I think there are parts of society, people in society that, and I and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, like, their their whole goal is to bring the education level of the African American community up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Fucking awesome. Cause we need, we got more problems than we've ever had. We need more people solving them. Right. Right. So I get it. Like, let's, let's continue to do that. But when, when, when certain people see that they don't do their research, let's call mm-hmm. them, you know, the Karen generation and they come out and, you know, uh, they take this cause and they say, yeah, you're right. Uh, two plus two is, is, is uh, two plus two equals four is a male chauvinistic toxic whatever yeah no no mm, you stupid bitch that's yeah. that's that's not that does nothing for anybody like 
So you're just going to say that time doesn't exist then, right? Like mm-hmm. there is no, we're all just floating around, which we are just kind of floating around in this rock and the universe and we don't really matter. <laughs> and, and like we said about kind of cheapening words, I mean, that's, that's cheapening an argument too. You, you've got to stick to places where there really is institutional issues where you can right. really take stuff down. But if you start trying to create them in different areas. I mean, I think it takes away from your overall, overall argument and it just, it weakens your stance overall. I, I think you're right on that too. And, 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 and that's, that to me is like, if you, you see it a lot, you know, mm-hmm. it, the thoughts and prayers and, and stop right now, it's stop Asian hate and it's bold or strong. And it's like, what does that do? That mm-hmm. does nothing. Like you've done nothing, but like, my one of my favorites anthony jeselnik says is like oh it's just a way for you to say hey look at me i still matter i'm a big i'm i'm here too shower me with kisses oh take a look at me you know like you've done nothing you know and and here's the perfect example like the colorado avalanche they they put boulder strong in 10 okay 10 people died boulder colorado i got it i Mm -hmm. I get it i understand the point of it but what have you really done and one of the guy's responses was I hope someone in your family dies in the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And what? but that that's coming from <laughs> that that's coming from the caring and understanding person, yes, right? Right. But wishing about, death on you and yours. Talk about hypocrisy. Exactly. It's it's crazy. And so I mean, you know, moving on to the next generation. Sorry, I know we're coming up against the clock here, but um so this, this is a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. So the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character, that is the true goal of education. And, you know, it's not exactly related to education, although it is through equitable math and how that's coming through. But when it comes to the next generation, um, specifically your kids, my kids, like I'm, I'm terrified of how this stuff is all a kind of being taught to them through school. Like, you know, my, my parents or my, my kids will come home and they have questions about things. And some of it's valid. Don't get me wrong. Like there are, there are valid questions that are being raised. They are, they are being encouraged to look at things, but then some of the, you know, I mean, whether they be political opinions or just social opinions are really being pushed on the kids. And, and that's the age where they're most susceptible to stuff like that. And it worries me. I mean, I do think that parents have to take a lot of that, that kind of that burden of the fact that the the teachers are having to fill in so much of that because I think parents on the whole are getting pretty lazy when it comes to I mean we've got iPads iPhones whatever just yeah. hand the kid a piece of tech they'll take care of themselves for the whole afternoon right and so I think we should shoulder a lot of this responsibility when it comes to shaping and molding our kids but you know do you have any concerns moving forward with your kids or the next generation as they're coming up involved in this and every single step of their life may be documented and most likely will be i i uh i made a joke when my my daughter was born that um she's gonna have to be sarah connor like i i feel like we're we're gonna be fighting (laughs) robots here before long so like i kind of in in jest but kind of in a little bit of seriousness think that humans aren't gonna make much difference in about 20 years uh and that could be faster it could be slower but um I, you know, I, 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 like when I thought about having kids when I was, you know, without them and not married and all that fun stuff, uh, I always thought, okay, how are you going to have that sex talk with your kids? Right. Like, cause I wanted, I wanted oh, I'm, to make I'm sure contemplating that, that now. That's the least of my concerns now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could have that conversation. Just like, look, respect yourself don't you know don't let anybody you know treat you poor you know because like i'll say little things like that like when my daughter says things to me like so and so 
did this or whatever. And I'm like, look, respect yourself, take care of it. And if you tell them nicely, then hit them the next time. You're like, I get fucked with their, you know. Right. So like those things are to me the bigger challenge because it, I, I, I don't know how to answer that other than you just got to be real careful. But here's the thing. You and I didn't have this growing up. So we're learning a new skill as we age, right? That, that's true. And our parents never had to teach this to us either. Yes. So, so yeah. we're, we're the pioneers of, of, of this technology and, and using it. I think the kids, like I've got a, a, a niece that's, I think she's 22 now and she's super well-adjusted. And I'm like, man, if my daughter turns out as, as well-adjusted as she appears, uh, I'm going to be pretty stoked, but she's, you know, we go to like family gatherings and she's not all on, on social media, constantly texting and stuff like that. She like engages in conversation and stuff. And which I was like, damn, that's different. Cause like, you don't that's see that cool. all the time. Right. Yeah. And and I'll ask you, like, are you on Facebook? She's like, no, nah, Facebook is for old people. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm old and shit. Like, that's where I do my, you know, old man yells at cloud type of, of deal. Exactly. But, like, they they do different things that I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to be able to keep up. Like, she she's born into technology. Like, we, my wife bought iPads for the kids for, or like the Amazon pad or whatever it is for a trip we're going on here soon to keep them occupied. And now they're using them all the time. Like, yep. uh, and I'm like, no, our day, like be done. And like, when you take one away, like they have an emotional detachment and now you've got this fire to put out, you know? So, yeah. but I think, I think as, as these kids are born into it, I think that evolution is going to kick in mentally and they're going to just know what should and shouldn't be done. And you know what? Good on them for doing better than we did. Right. Like, cause yeah, we played games like smear the queer and shit. That's, I didn't know what that meant. And then we got older and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's that's, that's horrible. super offensive. Like, what did we do that for? Like, and yeah, I and don't know that anybody knew what we were talking about. Like, nobody said, you know, nobody no. called anybody the F word as we played it. That was just what it was called. So, you know, if we weed them things out, when we, you know, progress as a society and make inclusion, you know, but that's a slippery slope because everybody isn't meant to do everything all the time. Right. That's very, and true. that's a probably whole other conversation. But if these kids grow up and do better than we did, then that's all we can ask for. Right. Cause we're I, trying I to do agree. better than our parents. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Sarah Connor though, fighting Skynet, Skynet's coming. Well, I, th- I think you made a couple of, of huge points there. You're right. I mean, and I think, again, this goes back to probably the origins of cancel culture were good. They were virtuous. You know, you're trying to weed out that bad stuff that, that does happen. And, perfect you know it maybe it's just a little bit overboard right now and hopefully it swings back to the you know kind of levels out but i think you're i think you're very right about uh you know bigger issues coming up and i think i think that's part of the reason why we get so so caught up in this stuff is because we don't really have anything big to worry about like there is no (laughs) there is no t1000 chasing us down the street so there's no you know this boogeyman coming after us but you know the it's aliens show that that's what I keep saying is you know the aliens show up and we're all gonna be like hugging each other and stuff again. It's gonna be perfect. So let's do an alien know. show. <laughs> well, you know who we gotta get on for that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll be talking about big aliens. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Well, uh we'll bring that up to him here shortly, but I'm I'm all for that Beautiful. that conversation too. I uh I think that's pretty good for today. I know we're kind of right up against the uh, the time limit here, but I wanted to thank you for coming on. And if there's any kind of 
parting words that you wanted to leave on the audience or anything like I, I would love to have another, another conversation again, because if, yeah, if the audience fun. is, is half as engaged as I feel like we were, then this is going to be a great one. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, my parting words are, I can't wait to see how this affects my future. <laughs> It'll there either we go. be nothing or I'm fucking screwed. <laughs> I'll, I'll echo that too. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks well, for thanks having for, me. That was a lot of fun. Have a great day. I'll, uh, I'll cut the recording and then we'll talk for a couple minutes here. All right, buddy. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Sorry, I'm just adding this little note in before the closer. You know, I know that episode was a little bit uh, different than usual, but it's one that I've really been wanting to have and I'm really happy to have Kyle on to discuss it. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, because I had kind of a hard recording time that I had to work in and that was my own fault. I had stuff going on that day. But anyway, we didn't actually get into one of the other parts that I wanted to talk about and I'm hoping to have Kyle on again one day to discuss this because, you know, what happens when all this censorship really goes to that level and you start to push these groups into the dark corners of the internet where nobody's really keeping track of them, the comments aren't all out in the open. I mean, I think that's where things really get dangerous. So anyway, I'm hoping to have another kind of part two of this conversation. I think it's something that's very applicable to today. And it's it's a really interesting topic to me. Hopefully we can kind of tie it into a few more historical cases where this has popped up before and obviously the horrible side effects that came along with it. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.